Thanks to Joe Biden, gasoline prices have soared to their highest level in over a decade. Secretary of State Antony Blinken calls American hostages arbitrarily detained Americans. Plus, some American companies are calling out Russia, but still working with China. All that and more, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is the 13 Minute News Hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden and rising gas prices because the combination of Joe Biden and a complete lack of a realistic common sense energy policy is causing gas prices to skyrocket. As you recall, on day one of his presidency, Biden stopped the Keystone XL pipeline. But that's not all. He stopped drilling in Anwar. He halted production on federal lands. And in the meantime, he's just now mulling over this idea of a Russian oil ban. It's almost too outrageous to be real. But while Americans struggle to pay these prices at home, Biden has taken us from a net energy exporter to once again being dependent on foreign sources of energy. One of those sources being Russia. He is helping fund Russia's aggression. And at the same time, he's telling the Ukrainian people that he has their backs. It's just outrageous. Back in February, Biden said he would do something about the rising prices. He would stop them in their tracks. Now we are facing the highest prices since 2008. Here's a CNN report regarding Biden and gas prices from last month. President Joe Biden, facing the risk of a destabilizing energy price shock, is promising to blunt the impact of rising energy prices on American families. But that won't be easy. The Russia-Ukraine crisis has already helped lift oil and gasoline prices to levels unseen since 2014. Further sanctions on Moscow could drive pump prices closer to $4 a gallon. Biden is bracing the public for just that, acknowledging that defending freedom will have costs. I want to limit the pain the American people are feeling at the gas pump. This is critical to me, Biden said during prepared remarks. It's critical to him. Yet Biden is doing nothing about it. And the thing is, I can't even call him clueless because Biden and the far left know exactly what they are doing. They are actually hurting Americans all in the name of their Green New Deal socialist agenda. Let them drive electric cars is their motto. And while Americans struggle, these people just continue to exist in their liberal elite bubble. I'm going to move on to our current situation. But just a note from that analysis from CNN from last month, one of their solutions that CNN writer actually proposed was to reach out to Iran, sign the nuclear deal with the biggest state sponsor of terrorism so that we can get their oil, not create more oil here at home, but get it from Iran. So now here's the situation. Gas prices keep going up and now we've hit a level not seen since 2008. Here's the story. U.S. gasoline prices jumped 11% over the past week to the highest since 2008 as global sanctions cripple Russia's ability to export crude oil after its invasion of Ukraine, automobile club AAA said on Sunday. AAA said average U.S. regular grade gasoline prices hit $4 per gallon on Sunday, up 11% from $3.60 a week ago, and up 45% from $2.76 a year ago. AAA said that was the highest average for regular grade gasoline since July of 2008, 
when U.S. crude futures soared to a record $147.27 a barrel. Prices are up well over a dollar per gallon since last year. Do you think Americans honestly expected an American president to have an energy policy that hurts Americans? Well, that's exactly what's happening. And it's surely one of the contributing factors to Biden losing public support across the board. In particular, the dramatic exodus of independents and even a sizable block of Democrats. Here's more. Gasoline price provider GasBuddy said the average price of U.S. gasoline spiked nearly 41 cents per gallon, topping $4 for the first time in almost 14 years, and stands just 10 cents below the all-time record of $4.10 per gallon. GasBuddy said that weekly increase was the second largest ever, following a jump of 49 cents per gallon during the week of September 3, 2005, after Hurricane Katrina tore through the U.S. Gulf Coast. Total domestic gasoline stocks decreased by almost 500,000 barrels to 246 million barrels during the week ending February 25th, while gasoline demand increased from 8.66 million barrels per day to 8.74 million barrels per day, according to the latest weekly data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. According to AAA, the most expensive gas in the country right now is, you guessed it, California at $5.29 per gallon, followed by Hawaii at $4.70, Nevada at $4.53, and Oregon at $4.47. I hope the American people remember this in November. Regardless of how prices fluctuate between now and then, it's Biden's policies, his energy policies, that are hurting America. All right, next let's talk about Secretary Antony Blinken. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, Hit that subscribe button. Make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Joe Biden's Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. Because first of all, has anyone noticed out of the Biden's entire team, they all seem equally as inept as Biden? You have Kamala Harris. She's done absolutely nothing except cackle and make gaffes. Alejandro Mayorkas at Homeland Security has overseen over 2 million illegal border crossings in just a year. Then there's Secretary of State Blinken, who epitomizes Biden's weakness, uncertainty, and lack of leadership on the world stage. When it comes to helping Ukraine, other nations are stepping up while the U.S. watches. Uh, Vladimir Putin has, has said that sanctions amount to a declaration of war. They are impacting his economy, but they're not stopping his military. When will sanctions stop the fight? Uh, Margaret, the impact of the sanctions is already devastating, which is presumably why he said what he said. But uh, at the same time, uh, we continue to see President Putin uh, doubling down and digging in on this aggression uh, against Ukraine. Uh, that's continuing. And I think we have to be prepared, um, unfortunately, tragically, for this to go on uh, for some time. That was a whole lot of nothing. He talked about what Putin is doing, but not what America is going to do to help stop him. Then the host asked what more America can do, noting that Poland was stepping up to help Ukraine. But what more can the United States do here if, for instance, the Polish government, a NATO member, wants to send fighter jets? Does that get a green light from the U.S., or are you afraid that that will escalate tension? No, that, that, that gets a green light. In fact, we're talking uh, with uh, our Polish friends right now about what we might be able to do to backfill uh, their needs if, 
in fact, they choose to provide these fighter jets to, to the Ukrainians, uh, what could we do? How can we help to make sure that uh, they get something to backfill the planes that they're handing over to, to the Ukrainians? America has older F-15s and F-16s that are set to be decommissioned. We aren't using them. And yet, it's Poland that is willing to send aircraft to help Ukraine. And America will just refill Poland's needs? Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky has specifically said, hey, we have the pilots, we just need more planes. It looks like Poland's ready to step up and help. And then, just to show you the misplaced priorities or lack of priorities in Biden's foreign policy, here's Blinken talking about Iran. The host asked him about the Iran nuclear deal, American hostages currently being held, and the ongoing threats that Iran keeps making against U.S. citizens. We're going to continue to do everything we possibly can uh, to get um, detained uh, Americans, uh, arbitrarily detained Americans, home, whether it's Iran or anywhere else. And that's something we're working, uh, again, every single day. When it comes to threats uh, that, uh, that Iran is making, uh, when it comes to actions that it's taken uh, outside of uh, the, the, the nuclear area, uh, including activities in, uh, in the region, in the Middle East, that are threatening to us, uh, threatening to allies and partners, uh, again, irrespective of whether we get back into the deal or not, we will stand and act against uh, those uh, every single day. Arbitrarily detained Americans. The host called them American hostages, and our Secretary of State calls them arbitrarily detained Americans. It's just pathetic. This whole administration has the competence level of its boss. All right, next let's talk about American companies talking tough on Russia after a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you about my friends over at Worldfair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, Worldfair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that Worldfair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code BOBBY13 for 10% off your next purchase. Okay, let's talk about Tim Cook and Apple and a host of other companies who are talking tough about Russia because of Russia's aggression, yet at the same time, these companies are remarkably silent and have no interest in sanctions against China, which is committing genocide. I guess we can see that the moral statements come with a price tag. Here's the story. Western businesses have exited Russia in droves since the country's invasion of Ukraine, often citing humanitarian reasons as justification. Yet many continue to maintain healthy relationships with China. Following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, American and European companies, particularly in the technology and entertainment sectors, announced they would be restricting service and sales in the country, with many suspending operations altogether. However, Many of these companies not only operate in China, but have been linked to alleged human rights abuses and forced labor of the Uyghur Muslim population. One of the companies that really stands out according to Daily Caller News Report is Apple. Apple actually lobbied Congress against legislation that would cut down on forced labor in American supply chains. And while the company is taking action against Russia, it's not doing anything regarding China. Here's more. Apple announced Tuesday it would no longer sell its products in Russia and that certain services would be suspended in the country, expressing solidarity with all of the people who are suffering from violence. The American tech giant is active in China, 
where it manufactures many of its devices and sells to the Chinese market. It has also been alleged that Apple is complicit in the ongoing repression of the Uyghurs. Apple reported $25 billion in revenue from the greater China region in the first quarter of 2022 alone, almost as much as the company took in from the entirety of Europe, according to financial filings. The Chinese market was responsible for roughly 20% of the tech giant's global revenue. By comparison, Apple would lose roughly 1% of its global revenue by entirely exiting Russia, Politico reported. Of course, Apple isn't alone. Oracle, Nike, and Disney are just a sample of companies who are taking a moral stand against Russia, but giving China a pass. It's the corporate left at its worst. All right, next, a Utah bill which would allow female athletes to compete against female athletes, and only female athletes, is on the ropes. Because the Republican governor of the state, Spencer Cox, says he'll veto it. Statistically, hardly anyone is transgender, and yet the radical left is turning sports upside down and pushing a nonsensical notion that boys should compete against girls, and high schools and colleges are going right along with it. Now, it's nice to see parents and organizations fighting back. The Utah legislature has put forward a bill to ensure that girls' sports are for girls only, but along comes the Republican governor and everything is up in the air. Here's the story. It passed the Senate. It is not compassionate to do nothing. The House went along with the changes. The governor promised an immediate veto. I thought we had the, the at least the, the, the bones of a, a deal. Um, and then th this, uh, this, uh, this whole idea of a complete ban, we, we never talked about it. It was never debated. It just came up at the very last minute. Social conservative groups have been lobbying for a ban and say it came together quickly. And how could he veto something that lets girls play sports and, and, and have a fair, fair chance? We've seen what's happening around the country and around the whole world. Girls and women are losing out on scholarships, medals, and wins because boys and men are being allowed to compete. Leah Thomas, who was a collegiate male swimmer and is still a man, is destroying the Ivy League women's swimming records. He's a guy, and the administrators are letting it happen. Meanwhile, parents and actual female swimmers are in shock, knowing they have no chance of winning. Here's more. Lawmakers in Utah had gravitated toward the idea of a commission to handle cases of transgender participation in sports, at least in part, due to a belief that the courts would ultimately block Utah from passing a trans sport ban as they had done in Idaho. The bill passed on Friday that outright bans trans participation did contain a provision that allowed the commission to be set up if the courts blocked the state from implementing a trans sport ban. Eleven other states have recently passed laws banning males identifying as females from girls' sports. That's how it should be. The woke radical left should stay out of the classroom, the locker room, and the athletic field. Otherwise, the group that supposedly says they champion women's rights will see more and more women and girls losing out, all in the name of wokeness. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget... If you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Wednesday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.